0: And these were further subdivided into the trivium, which were the first three, and the quadrivium, which were the advanced four. And the trivium was grammar, rhetoric, and logic. The quadrivium was arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy. So you can see that right from the beginning of really all organized study, language, grammar, and rhetoric was the real foundation of everything else. Now, this was in the Middle Ages. This was before the great linguistic discoveries of the 19th and 20th centuries. And the study of language forms the base for everything else that we do. Now, why is that? Well, one reason is that language defines us as human. All the old, clear separations that we used to have between human and animal, social organization, altruism, tool use are starting to become less clear as scientists do more and more research. It turns out that chimpanzees can use some tools, and some birds can also, that altruism shows up across the animal kingdom, and that social organization is there in things like ants and termites, as well as naked mole rats. But language, abstract language, is uniquely human. Now, you probably have heard about animal language studies, and there's a lot of work that's done in this area, and it gets a lot of publicity. There's the famous Washoe the chimp, and Nim Chimpsky, and Coco the gorilla, and Kanzi the bonobo, and Alex the parrot. And these animals get a lot of press and are up on the web and on television. But the very most advanced of all of these animals does not even have the language ability of a two-year-old child. That's a really important point to look at. Steven Pinker makes an analogy that let's say you were studying elephants and you looked at the elephant's trunk and you thought, wow, look at the amazing things this trunk can do. And then instead of looking at the trunk itself, you went and found some ancestral elephant that had a little stubby nose and noticed that it was pushing peanuts around with that nose. Well, that's the analogy he makes to how when we study animal language compared to human language. Animal language is like a a hyrax or a tapir with a little stubby nose, and human language is a full elephant trunk that can do just about anything. So it's nice to look at that animal material, and there's been some breakthroughs with some of it, but a lot of it's also very questionable. But really we can say that language, abstract, complex language with syntax, is what separates humans from animals. All of our cultural achievements rely upon language. Art, athletics, music, we might do those things without language, but as soon as we do, we tell someone about them in language. Technology and the proliferation of things like cell phones, instant messaging, email, podcasts, and voicemails all show that we just can't stop talking. We love to talk, and we even like to listen a little bit, too. Another very important point is that language is a medium of communication, It's how we communicate ideas, but it's also a barrier to understanding. There are over 6,000 living human languages in the world, though we're rapidly losing the smaller ones. And anyone who's been in a place where they don't speak the language and where they're unable to communicate in an articulate, complex fashion understands the frustration that comes from having separate languages. We spend billions of dollars every year and many hours on translation, And disasters happen because language isn't translated properly. We struggle to learn new languages. We've spent millions trying to come up with machines that can translate for us. And this has had remarkably little success. But in the end, there's a huge combinatorial problem. If you've got 6,000 languages, you have to find ways to communicate from each of those 6,000 to the other 5,999. So you need a dictionary and a grammar book for each language in terms of each other language. If you really were going to have full communication, that's never happened. Instead, what you have is a dictionary in terms of English or French or Russian or one of the larger languages. And then you go from a very small, partially unknown language in, say, New Guinea to English and then from English to Japanese. And as we all know, when we see things that have been translated multiple times, you get a mess there. You get very difficult problems with communication. People put in enormous amounts of effort to learn new languages. And although Americans get a bad reputation for learning other languages, in fact, we spend billions of dollars and thousands and millions of hours learning new languages. Some of these languages have reputations for being particularly hard. For example, Finnish has more than 10 different noun cases. That is, you have to think of what each noun in the sentence is doing, and put it into one of multiple categories.